Today on an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that you won't soon forget. A beloved grandfather falls ill with a terminal disease and escapes in the middle of the night, not knowing who he is or where he is going. His family finds him confused and alone, while clearly near the end of his life's journey. A few weeks later, did his soul walk back through that very door in which he escaped? And did he have a message of peace to bring to his grieving family? We ask the question and more today on this spooky as hell episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802. Is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. And of course, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. Help keep us on the air. You also get all of it commercial free. Patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Tony and Carol with you on today's episode of the program and what is going on in your world today? I got a story. Yeah? Okay, so um, so for people who have listened to this podcast for a while because I we haven't talked about it for quite a while but my sister owns a building and has a restaurant on the main floor and the building's haunted AF. And we have talked about that before. And in fact, I did an episode where I was there with my nephew. Um, so anyway, it's a creepy, creepy place. So last week or something, she was telling me uh, that she has a vendor who comes by once a week. And so the vendor comes in and and my sister's in the kitchen and she's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, okay, this is weird. And my sister's like, what is weird? She goes, are you here by yourself? And she's like, yeah, I'm here by myself. And she goes, you sure you weren't just at the door? And she's like, no, I'm obviously in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And she said when she pulled up, she looked up and there was a woman standing at the door and she thought, oh, it's my sister. And she was going to let her in. Yeah. And so you know how like you and, and you pull up right in front of the restaurant. So it'd just be right there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you grab your purse, you get out and it's like, oh, she's not there. But there is no way she could have walked back to the kitchen either. So when the woman walked in, like she really thought she was standing right there. And then she walks in and she's not there. And then she's like. Well, and the other weird thing was like, I thought like you were wearing a white shirt and you're not in a white shirt. Mm -hmm. So the woman pulled up and totally saw a woman standing at the front door who wasn't there at all. I love it. Is that crazy? Yeah. I, and like my sister will go in there like at 730 in the morning or I, I, uh, I just couldn't, I don't like being there by myself. Mm-hmm. Or in the upstairs apartment. Just a little too but, much. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much for me. But I, I was like, that's so weird that, you know, because we've talked about that sort of thing a lot. 
yeah. like with a sound and or a person that you see there and all of a sudden isn't there, you know, she just pulled up to go in and you know, make her weekly stop. But they don't feel like it's, it's anything negative there. They just, it's just, it's kind oh, of I there. I totally right? think it's negative. Really? No, I think it's, oh, oh God, okay. No. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, like it hasn't hurt anybody, but like when my sister lived in, other sister lived in the apartment upstairs, like there's no way I would sleep by myself in yeah. that okay. apartment. No way. I would sleep in bed with her. <laughs> It'd be great, like if there was like a Gordon Ramsay ghost at haunted restaurants, you know, where it was just like throwing the, pots and you just get and criticized, yeah. And it, eventually, it like it 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 works your kitchen into like such a perfect uh, moving system because you either have to you know conform with it or the ghost is going to get you. Or or the food would be great because anytime like a dish isn't quite right, mm -hmm. the pan would go flying across the room and smash into the wall. He's here again. Like, Start it over. <laughs> I think that would be a great ghost series. Of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. The ghost of Gordon Ramsay. New on Fox. <laughs> Once they run Wait, out of I shit. I thought that was super creepy. And the woman was really creeped out. Because she saw that. a woman standing there. And then yeah. realized it couldn't have been my sister. My sister's in the kitchen and couldn't have moved that far yeah. that quickly and wasn't even wearing the same clothes. Well, and it's, really, it's super freaky because you don't even, you're thinking everything's normal. You're thinking you're just interacting. There's a person who's going to be right there. No big deal. But you're yeah, not thinking anything weird. up and is going to open the yeah. door for me. That's what you're expecting. Yeah. You're just, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's a weird feeling to have. Uh, cool story. I liked it. Thanks. I want to go there sometime. It's my sister's story. I know. I want to see that place sometime. I want to, yeah, I mean, Dave. Uh, 855 853 4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first letter. It says, Hi there. Love your show. And I'm currently working my way through some of your older episodes. Just finished listening to an episode called Child of the Future that aired on November 10th, 2020. At the end of your episode, you guys are talking about asylums and whether or not. Uh, if you were afflicted with an illness or disability, whether or not that illness or disability could still affect you after you pass away, or if after you pass away, you are free from the illness or disability. I have a story about my grandpa that I think might help to answer this question, or at the very least contribute to the debate. My grandpa passed away in 2009. Before he became sick, he was a wonderful, happy, and very active man. He loved hiking, biking, fishing, and watching for birds. He loved all his grandkids and shared his passion for the outdoors with us. This is how I like to remember him. My grandpa passed away from Alzheimer's disease. It's a cruel disease. It took 10 years for the Alzheimer's to take him from us. It started with small things like he would forget where he put his glasses or misplaced a cup of tea. Later, he'd get mixed up while out hiking and we'd get lost from time to time. After a while, he started forgetting who people were and he started forgetting how to read. Eventually, he started wandering away in the middle of the night because he would wake up and wouldn't know where he was. One night, he wandered out of the house at three in the morning in only his underwear. It was the middle of February in Canada. Thankfully, a neighbor found him quickly and got him home. After that, my grandma decided to put him in a special retirement home for Alzheimer's patients so he would be safe. As I mentioned, it is a cruel disease that takes away pieces of a person until they're no longer who they used to be. He passed away on Monday. I had visited him in the home a previous Friday. At this point in the illness, he couldn't walk. He couldn't even hold himself up, so he was strapped into a special wheelchair. 
He forgot how to eat and swallow. He couldn't even hold his own mouth closed, so he had to keep wiping his chin. He didn't know how to talk. It was like he was already gone, but his eyes were still open. We knew he would be leaving us within days. I've always been a huge believer in the afterlife. I grew up in an extremely haunted house. Although, truth be told, I think it was more than my dad. It was haunted. After he moved, something followed us, but I'll send that in another time. After my grandpa passed away, I experienced a huge belief crisis. What if there is nothing after we die? What if there is? And he is on the other side, lost, alone and confused, unable to walk or talk. I was 19 and living with my dad at the time. A few weeks after he passed, my dad went away to a big family to get together for the other side of the family, and it was a few hours away. I couldn't get time off of work, so I stayed home by myself for the few days he was gone. I went to bed one night and had a dream. In my dream, I was sleeping in my bed, woke up to bright, warm sunlight shining on my face through the window. Then I heard my bedroom door open. I looked over and my grandpa walked in smiling. He looked like he did before he was sick. He smiled at me and said, I'm okay. He then turned and walked out. When I woke up, my curtains are open. My bedroom door was open. The sun was shining on me, just like in the dream. I suffer from insomnia, so I always close my curtains and door when I go to bed because I need absolute darkness and quiet to get any sleep. I truly believe he wanted me to know he wasn't suffering on the other side. And he was, or as he was in life. I hope this helps to contribute to the conversation, and I really look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thanks, and stay spooky. Thoughts on all that? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I do, like, I like to think that when people die, they're free of that pain, free of the, um, yeah, you know, like Alzheimer's, like you've got your mind back and, you know, and so like, that's like an intense, like super real visitation dream when you wake up and the doors open and stuff like that. Like, sure. That's pretty cool actually. And I think like the asylums, I don't remember if I was on that episode, we've done so many, but I think we've talked about asylums before, Mm -hmm. obviously, but I think sometimes like when you get a lot of people who are in a situation where nobody's getting the help they need and there's just this constant darkness to it because everybody's not there to get better. They're just there until they die. Mm -hmm. So when they pass, I think there's such an unpleasantness that that's why I think those places really creep me out just because that collective energy. Yeah. You know, but like when it's somebody, I just like to think, you know, especially people who have, suffered before they passed that there's a peace and i really truly believe there is well when you when you sign in to uh, certain places you can get the deluxe package uh where oh. where oh. they where they care for you you know while you're there but then if, if you do the upgrade and you're going to want to do this now because later on it gets like twice as expensive and you just do it early on and then that gets you uh through uh, to the other side, uh, and then it's it's kind of like you got to charge your card uh, on this side, and it, you use points over there to up, oh, to upgrade oh. yourself. So you got to make sure you put enough points on that card, and conveniently you can load that right there at that. Because while uh, you're here, you'll facility. only be in a three day psychiatric. Exactly. 
We're going to, you load so that now, but give me. Make it, sure, yeah. choose your asylum widely. On the other side, you get all those points back, and they double them, actually, on the other side. So, and this week, there's a special going on uh, for the death points uh, that you can use on the other side for great things like soft drinks, uh, <laughs> compact discs, and uh, the the occasional churro. Um, but if, if you'd like any of that, got to load up the card. You can do it over by the cafeteria. Um, it's called the, the death points thing. You just slide it in there. And, and don't forget, bingo's at one. Bingo's at one. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised no one's done that yet. You know, like in some sort of shady, horrible way. Like, and this hospital was, that's the old John Stossel report right there. And we went in and it turns out they were charging money if you wanted to get into heaven. Yeah, they could replace your spleen. But if you wanted your spleen and to go through the pearly gates, well, that would be an extra fifty-four ninety-five. Fifty more ninety-five than I think I need to spend to go see Jesus. John Stossel. <laughs> you don't see John Stossel much anymore. But uh anyway. Uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first, uh, our next letter. It says, hey, guys, Jim from upstate New York. I have another quick story I wanted to tell you. First of all, I wanted to thank you for reading my story and apologize for its continuity and its grammar error. I shall endeavor to write this story in a manner worthy of the show. This is my first apartment to my first taste of freedom. I had moved into a two-bedroom apartment with my best friend and his fiance. My room was across from their bedroom and was furnished sparsely. All I had was a mattress donated to be by to me by Haley on the floor and an old computer which sat right next to my bed. At the time I was going through what I would draft as my goth days. Black clothes, heavy metal, gothic music, the whole deal. Now on with the story. When I uh, go to bed, I like to close my bedroom door, mainly out of comfort and habit, or I sleep with my back to it. So having an open door, as my back has always filled me with a sense of foreboding and dread. So one night, shortly after falling asleep, I became instantly jerked wide awake. I realized that I couldn't move. My body seemed to have been shut down while my mind is racing to find an explanation. I couldn't scream out because my chest and throat were locked up. The only thing that seemed to be still alive was a frantic pounding of my heart. Behind me, I heard a noise that I quickly associated to be my two dogs but I had no dogs in this apartment at this moment never felt such uncomfortable or uncontrollable terror in my entire life I can only compare it to the story of the pit and the pendulum and I was tied securely down and somewhere behind me the slow angry machine had started to lower the slow swinging blade down towards me the sound was out of a large dog getting up groggily and stumbling forwards while dragging its nails across the carpet. The sound then came closer, and whatever this was started shift, sniffing the back of my neck in short, angry snorts. Its breath comes out in powerful and very warm shots, strong enough to move my long hair back and forth. I could feel the condensation starting to build up quick on the back of my neck. Whatever this thing was, I got the impression of it. It was angrily challenging me to roll over, and meet it eye to eye. I could feel its full weight now as it sat on the bed behind me, causing my body to shift slightly towards it. At this moment, I knew that this 
wasn't a dream or something psychological because I've never felt this sensation in my dreams before. My dreams are always surreal and I know, always know right off the bat that I'm dreaming. In that dead, useless body of mine, I felt like this creature was inspecting me for several long minutes, but I assume it's only 30 seconds or so. I want to cry and blubber while it's behind me. I want to scream out anything just so as long as I can have some amount of control over myself. But I couldn't. It was frozen and terrified. All I can do is close my eyes and beg it to go away. In whimpers and pleads that I echoed in my head in frantic screams. Then, it was gone. Simply gone. I could move, but I'm too afraid to. All I can do is focus on my breathing while this cool sensation came over my body. I compare it to the feeling you get when your leg falls asleep and slowly starts getting to feel back into it. When I did eventually roll over, I only saw an empty room and partially open door. This happened again to me the next night. The exact jerking wide awake, but no four limped creature coming up behind me. Instead, I had gotten a clear image of an old lady on all fours, ragged, wearing a dirty white nightgown. She crawled toward me and started sniffing at me in quick, fierce snorts. The same rollover, if you dare, attitude. The same fear, choking dread comes back over me. The feeling of being wounded in an animal in front of a hungry predator. No one else in the house had ever experienced anything paranormal, so I can't compare and I didn't share my two nights of terror with them. I knew this happened, and it wasn't sleep paralysis, because both nights when I touched the back of the neck where this thing was breathing on me, my fingers had come away wet. I'm not sure if it visited me because I was depressed or if this creature was the same one that haunted me in my other house. All I do know is that it was real and it still remains the most abstract and frightening experience I have ever had. We all went our separate ways shortly after these incidents occurred, moving out of this apartment complex and moving away from each other. But I still have more experiences to share. A few full body shadow men walking around outside, a ghost hand creeping over my face, and a few other freaky things that I can share. Thank you for sharing that story with us tonight. Thoughts, thoughts, that last little thing you just said, what was that about the hand over the face? A creepy hand crawling over her face. I'm, I'm envisioning like thing that really that right there just creeped me out. Yeah. Isn't it weird how things like, you know, I've had shit happen to me, but nothing like any of that, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes I hear these stories and I'm like, I think I'd go crazy. And some of like, like one of those things is bad enough, but nobody should have to deal with more than one intense thing like that ever, you know, but I just think that there's just people who are just more open to it happening to and i don't mean like hey bring it on it's not like that it's just maybe they can i don't know i don't know what do you think uh i think that there's when you have situations like that you can easily kind of write off as sleep paralysis but the way that it was described and then just the reactions to it outside of the the dreaming I, I think it, it was an experience. I think there was something there that was certainly influencing exactly. what what they were, what their mind was processing that that went beyond just their own subconscious. So, 
Thank you for sharing that. 855-853-4802, our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, did you want to share your other story today? The other one about the the car thing yeah. I was telling you about? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I've always had, and also some anybody who's listened to this show for a long time, I've talked a lot about my dad and when my dad died and, and um, how I've always felt like he's helped me in the car. Like one time, for example, I was driving... And it was like slow motion next to me, but it was a horrific accident. And a semi went into the car next to me. I was trying to get into that lane. And so I glanced over to see if that car was moving or what are you doing? I need that lane because it was a highway and it got hit right then. And the back end of the car went up, the car flipped over. And this man's voice in my car said, speed up. And so what you want to do is break. And I sped up and the car landed where I was. Like it was bad. Yeah. And so um, there's been several things that happened to me in my car where I'm like, how did I not just have a bad accident? And so the other day it was real icy here and I had to go to the doctor. And the only real way to get there, I started out on the side streets, but I'm like, my God, it's going to take me 90 minutes to get there because they're really bad. So I decided to, I opted for the highway thinking, you know what, I'm just going to get do the plenty of distance thing. I'm going to be fine. And I, I was fine. I was doing good. And then I saw the cars in front of me start slowing down and I went to tap my brakes. I didn't apply my brakes firmly like I did just like you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And um, my car wasn't stopping at all. And it just kept on going. And so I'm like, shit. And I was probably only going 45. So it wasn't like I was going. Yeah. But I'm on a highway. That's a busy highway at that time of day. And so my car starts going sideways into the car. But right before I got to the car, I got I went into the other lane. And that was like, shit. Mm-hmm. Because it's a really busy highway. And there's no one coming. But I'm going to the guardrail. And I'm like, no. So like I turned the wheel really fast to go back the other way. So now I'm going back the other way, but I'm going to go off the highway now. Mm-hmm. And like, I still haven't slowed down. Like this is all happening really fast, but really yeah. slow at the same time. And my car just stopped. And I just straightened it out and went on. <laughs> I was like, how did nobody behind me hit me? Why was there yeah. nobody in that lane? How did I not hit that car? How did I not hit the guardrail? How did I not go? Like, how? Mm-hmm. I have no idea, but... Well, you sold your y'all soul to Satan. have heard me talk a million times about finding pennies. I have a stash of pennies, of course, that I found that I swear my dad sends me. And I immediately grabbed one of those pennies. I was like, oh, my God. The only way that I didn't hit was, I swear it was my dad. Yeah. I just swear it was. Well, that, that, and you selling your soul to Satan the night before, you know, that, you know. But he did his (laughs) job. (laughs) It's like, what? I just got her soul last night. She can't die today. What the hell? Like, it was no. it was weird. It was all like slow motion, but yeah. all at the same time, maybe lasted three seconds, four seconds. Yeah. I don't know. That's no, an amazing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think it was your dad that was there doing that. Because I just started shaking. I was sure. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like I had tears in my eyes and everything. I told my sister about it. 
I said, Dad got me out of car wreck today. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, she's like, oh my God, that was Dad. I think it was. Yeah. Because I don't know how else, like how there wasn't a car there and the car behind me should have hit me and the car behind me didn't hit me. Yeah. Yeah, very lucky. More than a coincidence. Yeah. That's what I think. Definitely. That's what I think. Uh, let's go to a phone call. 855-853-4802. Hi. Yeah. My name is um, Susan. Um, I'm calling because um, I have a ghost story that I thought you may be interested in. Um, I used to live in Idaho, and Idaho has you know, several uh, ghost towns. One of them happens to be called Silver City, an old mining town that's over 100 years old. Um, and people are still, still live there. Um, the buildings still exist as the way they are. In fact, um, it's against the law. If you buy one of the buildings there, it's against the law for you to, uh, take it down and rebuild. You, you have to keep it the way it is. Uh, it's because they want to leave it the way, it, the way it was. But people actually live here. Um, not too many, but they do. Um, I was staying at a hotel there. I think it was called the Idaho Hotel. In fact, one of the rooms I was in was known to be haunted. Even though I didn't feel anything in the hotel, in the room that I was staying at had bullet holes in the walls that were over 100 years old. Um, so it was kind of crazy. Um, but I did have a uh, ghost experience. Um, me, uh, my son, who was probably around two years old at the time, and my ex, um, we went looking around at this mining town. Is, is I think it's in the Awawi, or I can't pronounce it, mountains in Idaho. Um, and um, we, so, but anyway, we went looking around, you know, we left the town and started looking around the mountain and everything to look at caves and, and all that and other historical things. And um, we happened to come across uh, one cave, one, one mining cave. And um, we went into the mining cave and uh, my ex started taking photographs and I was holding our son at the time. But I had a really nervous feeling that I shouldn't be in the cave with my son. And so I did an about face and left. I, I just felt like, there's danger here. I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't see anything. I just felt like something was dangerous in here. But he he obviously didn't because he continued to explore and take pictures and all that. But um, but once we did that and we went back to the hotel for the night, um, the uh, we looked at the pictures and we saw a face, <laughs> a face of a spirit. Um, it looked like an old miner. Um, what's interesting is the photos, but photos went from uh, looking like a regular photo, and then it started to change colors. Every photo after, it went from a clear photo, then it started to get blue and bluer, and then next thing you know, then this man's, this miner's face shows up clear as day, looking right at my ex. And the, the, the face looks extremely angry, like, get the, you know, what out of my mind right now. And um, it, it, it's so crystal clear, you can tell it is. Um, 
And then after you see the face, then the pictures afterwards start slowly going back from blue to back to a normal looking what a picture should look like. I have these photos. If you're interested in them, I can get them and send them to you. And you'll see, you'll see the angry minor face. Well, anyway, um, when we were sitting down at the hotel that evening and speaking to people who live there, and we, we explained to one guy what we saw and what we caught on film and we showed it to him. He goes, do you know that that's the, the mine that you were in? He goes, I've been to that mine. I have, I have pictures of ghosts from that mine. Do you know that the mine that you were in was not only haunted, but it's haunted because 33 miners happened to have died in that mine that you were in. It collapsed over a hundred years ago and it is haunted and and he had pictures to, to show us to prove to us that it, it was truly haunted and it wasn't our imagination so um i thought i thought it was really interesting it's 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 it's, it's a great place it's it's worth it's worth the trip um but, but that's my story and um, i hope you like it take care bye seems like a lovely uh cave to go sit down do a little relaxing maybe have okay, a nice, a nice cream caves. bar yeah. i hate caves a lot and like i last thing i want to do is go into it they're creepy enough <laughs> like no no thanks now th th there's different types of caves there's like the ones that like serious like cave explorers get into which wonkers which are, are just like I, I don't like that but like the ones that are like you know guided tour and here's the stalactites and here's the stalagmites and isn't that pretty look at the water over there and look at this petrified fish in the wall uh you know we're we have uh we're serving it in the deli on the way out uh things like that do you like those no because um like what if like all the lights went out and, and something happened. Well, you'd certainly die. Stuck. You'd die. I mean, without <laughs> exactly. a doubt. Exactly. Yeah. Like something about being in that complete darkness and not being able to figure out how to get out just freaks me out. Yeah. So, yeah, that, but it's like, that would be, you know, like the way she's describing it, like it would be like, it still was a great vacation. No. Mm -hmm. Was it? I don't know. I, I like caves like that. Those are kind of. I, I am always kind of afraid I'm not going to fall on one of the the leg mites. Are on, what, which ones on the ceiling? Because tights mites. I think mites are on the ground. Is that right? I remember, and I used to have a way to remember it. Now I don't. Like remember. you want to get like impaled by one of those. I think you know? like tight might be tight makes you think it's top. hanging. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. That was like they taught it to us. Like, here's how you remember it by tighter mind. Like that still doesn't really resonate because it could be either. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but no, it's, uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I've never done the, um, uh, like the got to crawl around type cave. That, that shit scares me. I just no. saw like something the other day, you know, on the endless scrolling of uh, social media where it's like this, uh, you know, guy was in this cave and got stuck and his body's still there. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, I just, number one, you'd never get me in a space like that unless it was like life and death and there was absolutely no choice but to try and get through it. Even then, I think I'd have a hard time. Oh, God, yeah. I'm not a uh, I'm not a slitherer. 
I'm not. I'm not very skilled at slithering. I miss that day uh, in never junior had high. I slither, and yeah. when do I want to? Yeah, we should have done a, a few less uh, uh, relay races for the racers and a little more slithering, and then we'd all have <laughs> then more. We'd uh, be prepared for lives. Yeah. Weird times when the, you need to slither. The real challenges in life. It's not chasing a fucking eraser. It's slithering it's through a cave. interesting how different slither and slather are with only just one letter change. That's true. And with, you know, the abundance of a lot of, you know, uh, you know, bad teachers and coaches, you probably don't want to have a slithering class going on. Uh, too much of a liability. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. <laughs> They cut that one out in 92. They're like, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be doing this anymore. But um, yeah, slithering. It's a good skill to have <laughs> in case you need it. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Sign up to be an extra podcast person at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes. All of it's commercial free and you help keep us on the air. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Online.